Hello and welcome to Reading in Bed Extracts with me, Amanda Steele. And this episode, I'm going to be reading an extract from a Christmas book. And it's called Diamonds and Deception. It's a Christmas cousin novella written by Summer Campbell. And the blurb is, Nurse Juno is looking forward to some festive downtime in the seaside town of Fairport Cove when shocking theft gets in the way. The Christmas season turns out to be anything but relaxing when thieves swipe a priceless necklace from under a patient's nose. It's no surprise when big-hearted Nurse Juno tries to help by stepping in to help her distraught patient out. Juno is racing to beat the clock and find a necklace before Christmas Day, with the help of her best friend and local bookshop owner Kate. Who is behind the dastardly deception? Can Juno solve the mystery and get the diamond necklace back in time to save her patient's Christmas? Diamonds and Deception is a short prequel novella to the Nurse Juno Investigates Clean Cozy Mystery Series. So here's the extract. Look, I love you, but I just can't get on board with meringue latte as a holiday drink. I pushed the mug away and sat back in my seat, gazing out of my window. My thoughts drifted back to my last patient of the day. I loved my job as an ER nurse, and even though it was Christmas, we were as busy as ever in the unit. I wanted to spend time with my teenage son over the holidays, so I'd done an early shift to earn a little time off. I'd also stayed late to settle a new patient, Mrs MacArthur. She'd been brought to us in a state of distress, having hit in her head and was suffering from memory loss but I was hoping that we could get her comfortable and back home to her family before Christmas Day. Kate leaned over the counter, but the meringues are like little mountain peaks, she explained. Would it help if I put little edible skiers on them? Kate, I say this with love, but no one wants meringue in their coffee. I tried to be constructive with my criticism. Black forest mocha, yes. Cinnamon latte, yes. Gingerbread flavours, yes. I sighed, but meringue? Nope. I live on coffee and even I wouldn't order it at the end of a long day. I looked around Kate's cafe come bookshop. If you're trying to lure in the holiday shoppers, there are better ways for sure. Why don't you gift wrap? I would literally pay extra and stay for a run-of-the-mill coffee if you wrapped all my Christmas gifts. Kate had inherited her grandmother's spiritual bookshop earlier in the year. Desperate to keep the business afloat, she was trying new promotions and setting aside a corner of the shop as a coffee nook. Personally, I loved it. It was between the hospital and my house and gave me the perfect opportunity to recaffeinate and spend time with my best friend. I sat back and snuggled into the comfy sofa, but I was still distracted by what poor Mrs MacArthur had said earlier. It was always distressing when patients didn't realise where they were but somehow it had affected me more than usual when the old lady kept insisting that I had her diamond necklace and needed to look after it for her. Mrs MacArthur's son and daughter-in-law had found her collapse in the front garden, unconscious with a bad bump on her head and her front door wide open. He immediately called an ambulance and thankfully it seemed she hadn't been lying there long. You clearly aren't listening. Hello? Hello? Did you hear what I just said? asked Kate. Sorry, I apologised. Work stuff, you know how it is. Kate rolled her eyes. I do, but I was asking about your son. You remember, your only child, that stinky teenage boy that lives in your house. Owen isn't stinky, I bristled. Ha, got you. I was actually asking what your gorgeous boy would like for Christmas. 
I'm not exactly current with what's cool for 15-year-old boys. Harry said he might like. I held up my palm in front of me as Kate was speaking. Wait, who now, Harry? I haven't heard about him for a while. Kate shrugged and looked shifty. I bumped into him at a yoga class the other day and we went out for smoothies. I couldn't suppress a giggle. I thought you were never going to go out with Mr Manbun again. You said he spent more time looking in the mirror behind the bar than he did looking at you the last time you went on the date. Kurt twirled her blonde hair around her fingers. Maybe I was too hasty. I didn't judge Kate, but I was pretty sure that Harry would last as long as any of Kate's other boyfriends, which is to say about three weeks. She couldn't help it, but my gorgeous, funny, well-read best friend had an extremely low boredom threshold. The one thing that constantly held her attention was boosting business for the book nook. As Kate bristled off to serve a customer, my thoughts wandered back to Mrs MacArthur. She had seemed worried about her finances and I resolved to pass her concerns on to her son when I got to work in the morning. Her agitation over her necklace combined with her own lack of memory of her fall had me concerned that something was going on with her health that we just weren't seeing. Although only in her late sixties she was still pretty confused about where she was and what was going on. But our fabulous doctors were running tests and were committed to getting her better. And that's the end of the extract so if you'd like to read more you can buy the book on Amazon and I'll also include links so you can buy it and I'll include a link to the website for the author so you can find out more about her. So thanks for listening and tune in next week for another episode. Bye for now.